0: And since I bought my 2016 F-150 truck, the list of standard amenities that make a truck feel like a luxury vehicle have only grown. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
1: The fourth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM-IV, defines sociopath as an antisocial personality disorder characterized by a lack of regard for the moral or legal standards in the local culture. There is a marked inability to get along with others or abide by societal rules. Individuals with this disorder are sometimes called psychopaths or sociopaths. And that came out in 1994. In 2013, the brand spanking new fifth edition – of the DSM, uh, the go-to guide for diagnosing mental illnesses, puts the term sociopath under the umbrella term antisocial personality disorder, with diagnosis assigned to individuals who habitually violate the rights of others without remorse. I define sociopath right now in this moment as one of those just creepy bastards you meet from time to time who have that little glint in their eye, that little glint in their eye that when you see it, like you just kind of know in your gut, I'm like an id instinctive animal level, you know they would fucking stab you in your sleep if they knew that they wouldn't get caught and had something significant to gain by doing so. The last kind of person you'd want to be lost out in the woods with. Basically someone who truly does not give a single fuck about anyone but themselves. So get ready to go full sociopath on this uncaring, emotionless, and pathological edition of Time Suck. To All right, now I've always been fascinated with the sociopaths. I was a psych major in college. I graduated with a little psych degree, just a bachelor's, nothing marketable, nothing you can make money on. Uh, but I was just fascinated with, you know, sociopaths, psychopaths, which basically I, I feel are like um, I always thought of as people with no conscience you know people who just essentially just didn't feel guilt about you know whatever they did and it's just such a such a crazy way to live and and i definitely feel like i've known some i feel like i've known some comics who are like this you know it's like i've done bad things you know uh, i've done things i'm not proud of uh you know like one of the things that like, like i brings up myself the most shame is in one relationship you know uh this this girl i was dating i uh, i i cheated on her uh uh several times and then just kind of Ah, it's just I just feel like like a dick to this day. And when I was younger, uh, I'll get into this a little bit later. But I, but I stole stole stuff for a while, you know. And I just, but I just I feel guilt over all of that still. And I feel a lot of guilt when I did it. And um, I feel like basically like a sociopath is somebody who can do those things and they don't want to get caught, like they don't want to get in trouble, but they don't feel bad. They don't lay in bed at night and just be like, "Oh, I'm such a piece of shit." Like, God, I suck as a human being. You know, that, that sinking feeling of, oh, my God, what if I hurt somebody? You know, what if this store owner really, you know, I really hurt his profit is going to help him go out of business. What if this, you know, this poor girl, I'm messing up her her vision of men and setting such a bad example and, you know, have to be accountable to my own kids someday about the actions I've taken. You know, that like that kind of stuff haunts me. But some people are just like, man, whatever. fucking can carpe diem, dude. Hey, man, you know, it's just in the past, bro. You know, whatever, man. It's a fucking dog-eat-dog world. You know, you just got to get yours. <laughs> it's actually, for some people, as we're going to find out in a little bit on this episode, you know, it helps them be very successful because they're able to just climb and just step on people and just whatever. You know, they deserve it for being weak. Who cares? It's all about me. Me! You know, it has a lot of uh, elements of narcissism. But, but that's all just me talking out my beehole. hole uh, Let's get into some actual what if I actually literally was doing that? That would be an impressive feat. What if the, the what, <laughs> what if up until now on this podcast, I was literally, I had the mic up to my butt and my mouth shut. He's a wizard. Um, so anyway, uh, sociopath further defined <laughs> the DSM five. Ah, crap. I suck. Whenever I sing to myself, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm like a fucking stupid 10 year old. Most of the time. Um, Okay, so sociopaths further defined from the DSM-5, failure to obey laws, norms, and norms by engaging in behavior which results in criminal arrest or would warrant criminal arrest, uh, lying, deception, manipulation for profit or self-amusement, impulsive behavior, uh, irritability, and aggression, manifested as frequently as uh, as like assaults on others, engages in fighting, blatantly disregards safety of self and others. I I would think mostly others, but hey, I'm not going to put words in in their book. A pattern of irresponsibility a lack of remorse for actions to go even further. Uh, in the DSM-5, individuals with antisocial personality disorder, so, you know, sociopath slash psychopath, tend to be charismatic, attractive, very good at obtaining sympathy from others. That's weird that they would throw in attractive. You know, like, like, <laughs> like that's, the one, that's the one benefit of being, like, super ugly is that you, you have a smaller odds of becoming a sociopath Maybe because it doesn't work (laughs) as well for you, because like if you're ugly, people won't put up with that lack of remorse as much as like a like people like dudes will put up a lot with a hot chick. I'm like, God, she's such a bitch or whatever, and she's man, she's so selfish, but she's so hot that I just want to sleep with her. So whatever, And vice versa, you know. I think women you don't hear about it as much, but would do that with a guy. They just think he's like, or if he's like a good earner and he's very attractive, you know, and they'll rationalize his selfish. But if you're ugly, you gotta be friendly. Okay, If you want to get ahead of life, uh, have you ever heard that song? Ugly people, you got to be friendly if you want to get ahead. That was the REO Speedwagon uh, song, uh, uh, I think, 82. It was never released or written. Um, but, uh, okay, so to go back into this, uh, studies suggest the, the average intelligence of antisocials higher than the norm This has been disputed. Antisocials possess a superficial charm, have an intuitive ability to rapidly observe and analyze others, determine their needs and preferences, present it in a manner to facilitate manipulation and exploitation. They're able to harm and use other people in this manner without remorse, guilt, shame, regret. Widely stated that antisocials are without empathy However, this can be disputed as sadistic antisocials will use empathy to experience their victim's suffering and derive fuller pleasure from it. Which, I don't, th- how, that's not empathy. Like, if you're just trying to, like, feel bad, be, like, what, empathize? Because you want to, like, psychic vampire suck up their pain, but for your pleasure? That doesn't feel like empathy to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so just very like so that analyzing thing, man. I've noticed that with people that I've in my past thought to be sociopaths hang around where they just like really watch and observe. They're just like studying humans, but almost like in an alien kind of way. Like since they don't instinctively know how to be a good person, it's like they're just watching and like, "Oh, that's interesting. That uh, that mo- mother seems to be sincerely hugging their child." Hmm. So that's what love looks like. OK, I'll make a note of that, so I can pretend to do that. Really weird. Uh, but yeah, I have gotten vibes from people where I'm like, man, you're just not right. You, you again, you would stab me in the woods if, if you thought you would never get caught and, and like get some money or something out of the deal. Um, okay, so prevalence let's talk about that. So how common is this? According to the DSM5, the prevalence of antisocial personality disorder is 0.02 percent to 3.3%. But when the criteria from prior DSM editions are applied, this is from the American Psychiatric Association, the good old APA, 2013, uh, so it says somewhere between a little less than 1 and a little over 3% of people are sociopaths. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot at first, but that's actually pretty common. You know, like a little over 3, let's say it's on the high end. So a little over 3 out of 100 is, is roughly 1 in 30. I mean, odds are, you know, you know 30 people. And statistically, one of them would be a sociopath. Or, uh, based on some other things, I'm not going to cite the statistics from, but things that I read, a variety of articles talked about, like, you know, incarcerated felons, there's a much higher percentage of sociopaths there. So there's like, so if you're listening to this podcast in prison, you know, I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, If you are, God bless you. You know what? I'm not going to fucking turn away prisoners from putting this fun into your ear holes. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, you probably know a lot of sociopaths, though. Probably, there's a good chance maybe you are one. Now, this is a scary thing I did not know. I'm fascinated by this. So, so, so that's the prevalence. Now, let's talk about treatment. I had, this This surprised me. I thought it was treatable, possibly. I don't know why I thought that. Or maybe I just hadn't really thought about it, I guess, if it was treatable or not. I guess I just assume that most disorders are treatable, like schizophrenia, you know, you can give medicine for, or whatever. But the, the consensus is, According to the DSM-5, again, which is the Bible of you know psychology, there is very little in the way of effective, effective treatment for antisocial personality disorder. It says individuals with APD may have to be contained by the – and this is a quote – contained by the criminal justice system through some combination of incapacitation, incarceration, or supervision and monitoring – you know, like parole, probation, house arrest, informal monitoring by uh, local law enforcement to contain their harmful behaviors to others to the greatest extent possible. Incarceration may not be a deterrent to the antisocial individual as those with APD have difficulty learning from mistakes, rigid indecision-making, make poor decisions, and are unresponsive to punishment. Shit. So, you know, you, you can't treat it, and uh, they tend not to care about being punished. Wow, so I think the big lesson from that is get the fuck away from them, like you know if you're in a relationship with somebody that gets diagnosed, and I know this is me talking. this is not the uh the a p a or anything or any kind of psychological agency I mean, I think they would say like, yeah, but you know you can work around it and maybe they would say that I don't know maybe some people think that, but they still deserve love, ah. you know it's basically it sounds like uh it's almost like a birth defect, you know like some people are are born you know without the what the cleft palate thing? Like they're born without some, some part of their uh, their other mouth slash jaw something they're born without. So I know I know that they're maybe they're born without a cleft. I don't know. I shouldn't have brought out that example because clearly I don't <laughs> know any of the terminology at all. But let's just go arm. That's that's easier. I know what an arm is. I've seen them. I have to. Uh, if you're born without one, you know you're just like shit, man. You don't got. But but I guess you could get a, uh, a prosthetic arm. You can't get a prosthetic conscience. So it's even worse. It's even worse than being, in a way. It's just like you're just born without that part of your brain, in a way. I'm actually going to get into the science, so I should probably just stop bullshitting. So I'll explain a little bit more of the, uh, the actual organic kind of reasons people, people get this disorder. But yeah, But anyway, the point is, get away from them. If you're, if you're dating somebody and they find out they're sociopaths, you really think they are, you're not going to change them. They're not going to go from Christian Bale, American Psycho, to just like, you know, laid back and just like chill as fuck and cool. That's not going to that's not going to be a transition they're going to make. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to go from Christian Bale American psycho to um uh, uh oh my god, say anything. I know you're listening right now. You're you're already thinking of this guy. Oh no, I have to I have to I, this is going to drive me crazy. Say anything. John Cusack. Boom. Zap. That's that's who it is. I just channeled my inner Dave Weight there. Um, so yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna make that transition. So, but but I want to talk really quick too about because I was fascinated by this sociopath and psychopath because those those terms are thrown uh, around a lot together, like to the point that they they almost feel synonymous. And clearly, it's even I feel like a little murkier still than it used to be with this umbrella term of anti-social personality disorder that they both kind of get thrown underneath. But there, there is a difference. And so I always picture a psychopath as, like, obviously crazy. Like, in, in another bit I did talking about people who do, like, mass murders, like, they seem to be, like, photogenically crazy. Like, you could diagnose mental illness from a picture taken to them. Like a wild-eyed, blatantly mental, mental uh, mentally ill. Like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, kind of crazy like that. Here's Johnny. You know when he fucking smashes through the door with his axe? Like like you're not thinking, oh, I wonder if there's something wrong with that guy. You're like, oh, crazy and dangerous. I know I'm no doctor, but I know crazy and dangerous when I see it and I see a psychopath to me. And after, after doing some research, it turns out I was, I was kind of right. According to medicaldaily.com, sociopathy, while the less understood of the two disorders can be congenital or acquired. So you can be born with it is what they're saying or through socioeconomic and kind of environmental circumstances, you can become a sociopath when you were born perfectly healthy. However, psychopaths, uh, that is generally considered a confluence of genetic and chemical imbalances. So it is like your brain was not formed correctly. Psychopaths lock the, lack the proper neurological framework to develop a sense of ethics and morality. So to me, scarier. Um, you know they like they literally don't have the the neurons aren't firing in the right places like that little place in your brain where you're like no I'm not going to fucking take an axe and and kill that person that's a that's a human being with their own desires and and right to live and hopes and people love them and would miss them uh, and who am I a psychopath is like yeah but it'd be fun oh i wonder how their blood would look if i just you know axed away um yeah, sociopaths uh, uh, interact with the social worlds in a meaningful way, but their moral compasses need a like needed a massive tune up. Yesterday is basically the problem with them. Uh, both tend to be charming, despite being unable to empathize normally with others. They offer convincing systems of fear and disgust, but tend to lack both. But here's the main difference. Psychopaths cross the line. Sociopaths may hold up in their houses, remove themselves from society, but like a psychopath is busy in his basement, rigging shackles to the furnace. And that's not even, that's like something I would say. That's actually from uh, Daily.com, MedicalDaily.com. Um, and again, to kind of use the movie reference earlier, uh, Christian Bale from American Psycho, uh, that's, that's psychopath. I feel like it's a straight up psychopath. Whereas like a Dexter Morgan from the Showtime series Dexter, more of a sociopath. Or like uh, Jake you know uh, Gyllenhaal's Lou in Nightcrawler, which is a fantastic movie, by the way. Really good movie. Like one of my favorite movies of, I believe it was last year. The year I saw it, I was just like blown away. I I like him as an actor, but I really thought that was great. But he's a sociopath. And and, and if you haven't seen that movie, he's just a dude who, yeah, he's not going to take an axe to you. He's not going to go out of his way to kill you. But if you are causing a problem and he creates circumstances – that make a situation very dangerous for you like he I don't want to spoil stuff but but if he you know were to do that and and you were to die you know sweet he he's not going to call an ambulance you know he's going to, he's going to let it happen because he has something to gain uh from it whereas Christian Bale is going to fucking go chainsaw Johnny and just go you know full berserker mode he's going to go doom berserker on your ass um, and psychopaths are dangerous. Like I just said, they're violent and cruel. Uh, and this is going back to the uh, MedicalDaily.com. Down, oftentimes, downright sinister. They show no remorse for their actions, usually because of a lesion on a part of their brain responsible for fear and judgment, known as the amyg- amygdala. Amygdala. There we go. Amygdala. Uh, psychopaths commit crimes in cold blood. They crave control and impulsivity impulsivity, uh, possess a predatory instinct, attack proactively rather than as a reaction to confrontation. That's interesting. A 2002 study found that 93.3% of psychopathic homicides were instrumental in nature, uh, meaning, you know, like they planned it out, compared with 48.4% of the homicides by people who weren't psychopaths. So twice as many, uh, almost exactly. Like psychopaths, um, so maybe the examples I was using earlier weren't totally correct. They, they plan out their murders, but, again, to kind of go to what they're saying, more likely to just straight-up murder you than a sociopath. And I, and I guess sociopaths can be a result of lesion brain regions, but upbringing uh, may also play, as I said earlier, a larger role in a child becoming a sociopath versus those diagnosed as psychopaths. And... Um, uh, and again, sociopathic behavior is manifested as convincing and deceitful despite an outward appearance of trustworthiness or sincerity. Sociopaths are often pathological liars, which as you, if you know my stand-up, I know I'm fascinated with that. I <laughs> This bit Rick got this CD I did years ago in special, uh, the guy slapping the salmon, uh, which is based on a real dude. But actually his real name, uh, if you're a fan of trivia of my stuff, he, he called himself Wolf. Uh, he was this dude who always wore Wolf t-shirts. And he was, he was like, man, people call me wolf. But he, but he was that kind of guy where it's like, no, you call you wolf. And then you, <laughs> and you say people call you wolf. Like, you are perpetuating being called wolf. Not like it's not some Native American chief was like, he will be called wolf from this day forward. That was a weird, like, half Indian, half Native American accent. Um, but I have met a pathological, other pathological liars, and they are fascinating. There was this lady I worked with at this, when I did counseling briefly, very briefly before comedy, at this group home, and this lady who was the cook there, I won't give her a name, but <laughs> if you if you worked with me, you know who you are, you know who this lady is. And she would tell so many lies that we used to joke about, like, we almost did it. I th- I, I wanted to do it, but maybe I didn't, I don't know, I just didn't take the initiative, but I wanted to keep a journal that we could, like, me and the other counselors could uh, write down her careers. Because she would like, she would reference like the timeline didn't add up. She would reference like being a truck driver for seven years. And she was a a high school teacher for eight years. And she was uh, a park ranger for 14 years. And she was a, a chef at this other restaurant for seven years. And she was like 45 years old. But she's told so many things that just doing like a rough estimate, I'm like, she's told me 150 years worth of shit over the past six months. So like the overwhelming majority of this stuff has to be lies. And if she's lying about that, what, she, she clearly probably just lied about everything that she says. It's just, and, you know, so maybe she was a sociopath. Maybe that was just, you know, one of her, one of the things manifesting. So why being a sociopath? But now here's the thing, though, I, I kind of mentioned earlier about, you know, you could, you could kick some ass not having a conscience. And there has been some interesting studies done about, like, CEOs. Like, uh, you know, the percentage of CEOs... Uh, you know, being psychopaths, and, and the study I came across said five percent, uh, compared to one percent of the human population are actually socio or psychopaths for CEOs, um, or, or four to five percent. So, so they're roughly four times more likely to be as like a psychopath than the average person, according to journalist uh, John Ronson. He spent two years researching this, uh, published a book called The Psychopath Test: A Journey Through the Madness Industry. And, uh, and he talked about how a bunch of CEOs have demonstrated psychopathic traits like like Steve Jobs, the former Apple CEO, famous for just screaming and berating his employees, uh, denied paternity of his own daughter for years. Like the dude was just so selfish and cold-blooded. But when you have that, when you, have that you know, you can uh, really just focus on climbing the ladder because you're just not worried about being a good person. It's just, you know, the, the, the career climb is a game. And you're just like, it's like a video game. Your life is a video game, and just how can you get the highest score? You're not concerned of how your score affects others. Uh, Donald Trump built a brand, and this isn't my words. I know probably some of you are tired of hearing me like bash Trump, uh, but this is just, <laughs> even if you are in favor of Trump, I would think that you have to realize, I hope that you have to realize, he's clearly a sociopath. I mean, the dude, I mean, he's famous for saying you're fired. He likes to get rid of people. Like, he just, He's you, you see his face on the debates. He's so fucking cruel, like outwardly cruel, and you could tell just ego maniacal, and would do like he. I wouldn't trust him in a second. Not that I'm saying I trust like other politicians, but I trust him so much less. Like I would think you know with him and Hillary, I think Hillary might at least feel guilty about killing me if she needed to. I don't think he, I don't think he would lose a wink of sleep. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't want to be alone in the woods with him. But uh, another example is former CEO Al Chainsaw Dunlap. He he was praised for ruthlessly downsizing failing companies, turning them around in 1994. He was brought brought in to downsize a company called Scott Paper. He fired 35% of employees in a restructuring that raised the stock by 225% and, and published a book about his methods called Mean Business, How I Save Bad Companies and Make Good Companies Great. To me, which is like a rationalization. of The title It's like, "I'm doing it for the betterment of the, everybody." No, dude, you are doing it for the stockholders. You are just fucking over the little guy in favor of the stock uh, stockholders. And in this book, um, uh, I guess like some interviews and stuff, his wife uh, reportedly he reportedly told her that he wanted to know what human flesh tasted like, and uh, and he skipped his own parents' funerals in favor of of work. That that is a sociopath. And now uh, I'm going to take a test here in a second to find out if I am a psychopath. I went, uh, I tried to find sociopath and psychopath uh, tests. You know what? I'm going I'm to find out both. No, I'm going to do both. We're going to find out if I'm a psychopath or a sociopath. And I, I promise uh, answering these honestly. But before I do that, the last other thing is here's the, the little um, graphic I found of careers that this, there's studies done that where they find like the lowest amount of socio psychopaths and the highest amount of sociopaths and psychopaths. Lowest, 1 to 10, care aide, nurse, therapist, craftsperson, beautician, stylist, charity worker, teacher, creative artist, me, doctor, accountant. So those are the people who are least likely to be a uh, sociopath/psychopath. Highest, uh, 1 CEO, lawyer, media, TV, radio, other ugh, shit. Maybe I am salesperson, surgeon, journalist, police officer, clergy person, chef, uh, or civil servant. Man, don't trust the man is what I'm getting for that. Man, you got police officer, uh, member of the clergy, uh, civil servant. Mm, I've always been leery. I've always been leery of people in power positions. And you know what? Maybe there is some good instinct in me uh, that because it looks like a lot of those power players that I just referenced – Sociopath. I do think it's weird that surgeon is like number five for most likely, whereas doctor is you know on the nine, but but for like lowest. So that's weird. I guess surgeons maybe you got to be more cold blooded to pull that off. Okay, so this is a psychopath test. This is from uh, Vistri. It's like v i s t r i a i dot com backslash psychopath test. So if you want to take this, again, it's. You know, http or www.vistriai.com psychopath test. You know, what is your age? 39. Uh, what gender do you qualify as? Male. Uh, mark each of the items below as true or false when applied to you. I never get tongue tied. False. Anyone has <laughs> seen me live, you know, it takes me a while to put some of the jokes together. I just, even on these podcasts, I definitely get tongue tied. Like my brain is going in one direction, my mouth's going in another. Uh, in important ways, I am superior to most people. This I, I know some of these answers are not going to make me look good. I say true. I do have a little bit of a superiority complex. But that's mostly because I think so many strangers are pieces of shit who have no decency and manners and don't give a fuck about others. And you know what? I care about that stuff. So, yeah, I do feel superior. Suck it. Uh, I am prone to boredom. True. I am prone to boredom. I am a and Herman. I get a little antsy. Uh, it's hard for me to just, like sit down and chill out. I lie to make things go smoother. <laughs> this doesn't make me sound good, but I'ma say true. Sometimes, not on like big things, but sometimes, you know, if someone's like, "Man, do you think my th- do you think this is a good thing that I wrote? Is this a good screenplay?" I might think it's shit, but I just I don't wanna I don't wanna be the guy. You know, sometimes I will. I go back and forth. But sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. Now you can find out from somebody else. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I totally lie to make it go smoother. Uh, I cheat people out of things. Mm, false. Uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't try to cheat people out of things. I rarely feel guilty. That's false. Uh, I'm an emotional person. True. I rarely connect emotionally with others. That's false. I often get others to pay for things for me. I wish. Uh, it's false. That sounds sweet. Wish I could get people to buy me shit. That sounds great. Uh, I am impatient. Yes, true. Oh, my God. Super impatient. It's one of my biggest flaws. Like, it's it's made me almost quit comedy so many times because I think I should be getting certain career goals immediately, and then when I don't, I just get, like, insanely frustrated. And and when things, even when something good is on the horizon, I just get so angry, like, that it hasn't happened yet. Always struggle with patience. If you've ever watched me assemble anything, you, you know that I have no patience. I go from following instructions... For the first 10 minutes, and then first thing goes wrong, uh, I go to screaming and hitting things. Um, I am promiscuous. Uh, that's false. M- you know, maybe in, in in the past at certain points, maybe that would be true. But overall, false. I was a problem child. Not false. I was kind of a mama's boy to be. I, I, I did do some things, but, like, they were sneaky. But I wasn't a problem to my parents. And that's how I'm, that's how I'm interpreting that question. I have difficulty staying committed to long-term goals. Uh Mm, True, I've given up on a lot of creative projects I'm impulsive Yes, true I frequently perform sloppy work False, I try not to be sloppy With my work Uh, My housekeeping skills is another story Uh, I try to evade responsibility False, my romantic relationships Usually fall apart quickly No, False, I've had several long term relationships I committed some crimes as a juvenile True I'm going to save that for another episode uh, but yeah, I got I got old sticky fingers going for a couple of years there, and I don't have time to get into it right now because this would be a, a marathon episode and it would take a bunch of derail the topic. But yeah, yeah, I got into a couple of years. I got into you know swiping some shit. Got way too into it. Thought I thought I was a little criminal, like I was gonna be some bank robber someday. Took it a little far. Um. So yes, I have violated a probation order. False. I've committed many types of crimes. True. I am neither shy nor self conscious. And, and the true thing is, you know, I can, you know, yeah, I shoplifted, I burglarized, uh, I have DUI on my record. So that, that's, you know, I have malicious mischief and city theft on my record, another story. So there's truth there. I am neither shy nor self conscious. I speak with authority, false. I am exceptional. I think I'm exceptional. I like to think of myself that way. I say true, but then I, I'm kind of bipolar that way. Sometimes I think I'm a piece of shit. So I don't know, but I put true. I need to take risks to feel alive, true. I'm a gambler with my career, and uh, yeah, I do feel dead if I'm not taking risks. I basically am an honest person. I think that's true. God, there's a lot of fucking questions on this one. Jesus Christ. Uh, I feel bad when I trick people true. Uh, if someone deserves it, I don't feel too bad. <laughs> true. I, I struggled with that one. I don't know. They're really dumb. It's like it's a harmless trick, whatever. I think strong emotions are for the weak. I do get a little bad sometimes. I don't like a cry, baby. I'll put true. It's just you no. Know, it's like, dude, stop being a bake. Stop crying. It bothers me. I think if people get offended, that is their problem. True on that one for sure. True. It's like people in the audience. You know, like it's like the kind of person like, oh, you know, clean comedy is so much harder to do. You have to use a lot of cursing and profanity. What are you, a fucking child? You fucking baby. A couple words bother you. You're so sensitive. Go fuck yourself. Um, I have always taken care of myself. True. Yeah, I think I'm pretty independent. Uh, uh, you know, as far as taking care of myself, I never act hastily. That's false. Some people do that. I think, I think sex should be, not be taken lightly. Or I think sex should, yeah, should not be taken lightly. Um, I don't know. False. I've taken sex pretty lightly in the past. And it, you know, it didn't mean much. I was often in trouble at school. False. I lacked direction in my life. False. I never gave it to temptation. False. I always keep my word. I'm going to say false on that one because who always keeps their word? Probably some people who are better than me. That makes me sound like a dick, but you know, not always sometimes life changes, and you know, and I fucking can't keep doing the things because because some other shit came up, and I wish I could. My problems are mostly the fault of others. <laughs> true, which makes me sound like a dick. Uh, uh, I don't like to commit uh, in relationships. False. I was a bully in high school, and I put true on this because I was bullied some by you know by some people. I was uh, you know back down from fights kind of thing, which I'm ashamed of to this day. Uh, but also was like a verbal bully, which is ruthless, you know, would cut people down. And I feel a lot of guilt to this day about that. So there was some bullying. I don't like to commit, oh yeah. Uh, I have been held in contempt of court, false. I am not or would not be proud of getting away with crimes. Eh, that's false. I was proud of getting away with some stuff. I thought I was pretty good at it. So I submitted all that. And drum roll, uh, I scored an 18, 30 or higher. There's 40 total questions indicate psychopath tendencies. So, you know, take the test if you want. Find out if you're a psychopath. And uh, this is a shorter test. We'll do this real fast. Am I a sociopath? Uh, and this is from illnessquiz.com slash sociopath test. Illnessquiz.com. Do you joke about yourself or like it when people joke about you? False. I don't, like it. I don't like to be made fun of. Even though I make fun of stuff all the time, I think I do it abstractly. I talk about behaviors, not individuals for the most part. I don't like being singled out. I don't do that in the audience. I don't go after somebody unless they're disrupting the show. Uh, do you fail to learn from experience? F- uh, false. I, I learn from experience. Do you particularly care about how others feel? Yeah, I care about how others feel. You've just hurt someone's feelings. How does that make you feel guilty? Though I may not be proud to admit it, uh, it is not my fault. It is normal for me to hurt others. Guilty. I feel guilt. F- uh, next one, right, five, are you aggressive or cool-headed? Are you, and the answer is Aggressive cool-headed or depends on situation i put depends on situation most of the time i'm cool-headed and again if you've been at certain of my shows you've seen me physically threaten bodily harm on an audience member in a moment of rage which would count as aggressive i think uh, are you generally an anxious person yep i'm anxious right now i'm anxious right now i am anxious at this moment <laughs> because I, I arbitrarily set this podcast length at like 30 minutes i wanted it to do it and it's 32 minutes right now and i swear to god i'm just like Ugh. Like that's, That is crazy. Like someone's going to write back to the show, you know what, man? Fuck you and your podcast. I have a 30-minute drive exactly to work, and now I am a few minutes late because I needed to find out about your test, and you promised it will be 30. Um, yeah, I get a little crazy. Do you tell lies or say insincere things? I already, I already said that above. We already covered that, so that's true. Are you responsive to others socially? False. I'm kind of a bad friend. I don't get back to people on text sometimes. I just I just get real like antisocial and hermity, and I just don't want to talk to somebody. And I that's not good. Um, Are you superficially charming and intelligent? (laughs) That's a really like derogatory. But I put true. I think I bullshit my way through certain conversations for sure, which I would consider like superficially intelligent. (laughs) Like because I don't want to be called found out about being stupid. So I just you know I just try and hang past a point where I should hang. I'm trying to get better about that. I'm trying to get better about, like, nah, dude, I'm out. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Um, <laughs> but I can turn on charm if I want, which seems superficial. It's not because it's not all the time. You have delusions or other signs of irrational thinking. False? That might be debatable if you know me. Uh, your behavior is antisocial for no good reason. True. And that kind of goes back to me not getting back to people earlier. I, being like hermity isn't a good reason to be antisocial. You have poor judgment. True. <laughs> True. I've made a lot of stupid... If you've ever seen my This Is Not Happening uh, on, the, on YouTube story about uh, taking a lot of LSD in Vegas, that is poor judgment for sure. It's not like I was 19. I was like 35 when I did that. Okay. You are pathologically egocentric and incapable of love. False. Uh, you generally lack the ability to react emotionally. False. Your sex life is impersonal, trivial, or poorly integrated. False. I have a, I have a good sex life with my wife. Uh, when you say, I think... I I would suck if she popped on the microphone right now. I was like, nope. Um, mm -mm. Your sex life. uh, Oh, sorry. When you say you're sorry, you usually don't mean it. False. I mean it when I say I'm sorry. You often act before you think about the consequences. False. You got in a lot of trouble when you were a kid. False. I did a lot of shitty things, but I didn't get caught, so I'm not going to count that as trouble. Um, You were very good at manipulating people in situations. Mm, False. I try not to manipulate stuff. You have been cruel to animals. Oh, man, I don't like saying true on that. But true, as a kid, my sister Donna had a cat named Toby, and I would put Toby in my mom's, (laughs) my mom's nylons. I would stuff the cat into the nylons because I thought it made her look like a burglar. (laughs) Like, it would smush her hair. And she would get, her fur would get all patted down. And then she wouldn't like it. And then the worst thing, and then I just took it further, and I would swing her around like a helicopter, this poor cat is smushed into the nylon, and I was like, fucking helicopter around the room. Like, I, I could have killed it. That's cruel. That is cruel. There was definitely a period of childhood when I <laughs> was cruel to animals. That's so messed up. Um, here's the results. I, I, after all those answers, the test comes back, and it says, I am a 30% sociopath, which means I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what the cut off. I don't know if it's like 51. I got 30%. I got a third. Okay. So instead of five take uh, five takeaways, I want to do a top five, this time, examples of sociopaths. Uh, okay, Sherlock Holmes, interesting, number one. Um, this is the BBC one where he is a high-functioning sociopath from fiction. Uh, aloof, he does not realize when he's hurt the feelings of his closest companions, Watson, Mrs. Hudson, cares little for social regard. Quick to anger when people can't keep up. Okay, Clockwork Orange. Alex, the lead character in this dystopian novella, uh, runs this. Yeah, okay. If you've seen, if you've seen the movie, you've seen it. You haven't, but he, uh, not a good dude. Uh, not a lot of empathy. Um, and then he gets sent to prison, an experiment to remove all this violent intent from him. Uh, okay, this one I've seen. The, the the Iceman and this is a list by the way from uh psychologized.org, top 5 famous sociopaths it's, it's Richard Kulinski or, or Kuklinski aka the Iceman Now this was a famous hitman and there was like this documentary done on him there was also Michael Shannon played him in a movie if you look it up but he just he was like a a, a fairly good dad in his own way like non unemotional but provided for his family but he just you know if his if his he was like following orders kind of thing if his boss you know wanted somebody dead didn't matter if you begged or not you were gonna be dead and he was gonna go home and and have dinner that night and you know watch a show and not fucking worry about it yeah oh crazy just how casually this dude would talk about murder um and then there was a uh, number four will cornick uh this is kid born in leeds england 1998 uh, came from a loving family up until 12 years old, model student, but from age 13 when he was diagnosed with a life-limiting illness. Doesn't say what His behavior changed. For three years, he carried a pathological hatred of his Spanish teacher, 59-year-old Ann McGuire, uh, writing posts on his Facebook page about how she deserved to die. And then in April 2014, age just 15, he walks up behind her, unprovoked, stabs her in the neck. She dies instantly. Uh, that's one hell of a stab. Uh, afterwards, then he just sits down next to some friends saying, good times. So apparently, he, like, he stabbed her in front of him and then just sits down like, hey, <laughs> that was cool, right? No conflict, no provocation. Um, wow. That's the kind of shit I joke about. Like, I joke about. I feel like I'm a joke sociopath where it's like, yeah, I talk about how I'd fucking love just to go stab strangers in their necks. But I, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Unless they were, now I'm having to think about it. Unless they were, like, really, just really bad people. Like, if they were, like, pedophiles, yeah, line them up and let's let's commence neck stabbing. Um, okay, five. Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wars Prada, fictional fashionista guru. Uh, I know my wife uh, loved this movie, but belittles her assistant. Anyone who does not come up to her standards, quick to anger, vile and violent temper, make no allowances for weaker people. She has trouble making and keeping friends, except those who are obsequious enough. Uh, she's ruthless as the devil. Okay, you know I am going to do the top five takeaways after that. We're just this is going to be a forty-minute episode. You're getting a bonus ten. I'm trying to keep these short, but I'm just so fascinated with this topic. Excuse me. Uh, number one, take away from this episode: if you're going to be a sociopath, go into management. You know it's the best place for your heartless skill set. You son of a bitch. Number two: despite not feeling bad when I trick people, having a juvenile criminal record, and thinking that my problems are mostly the fault of others, I am not a psychopath or a sociopath. I took a test on the internet as proof. Since the odds, uh, number three. Since the odds of you being a sociopath are somewhere between one in 100 and 1 in thirty, you probably are not a sociopath, but you, for almost sure, or for almost for sure, have met several, and probably at least have known one. So think about that when you're laying in bed. Number four, you're better off running across a psychopath than a sociopath because the psychopath at least you can see him coming. You know, at least you, at least you can like prepare to defend yourself. I feel like the sociopath, the one, you know, that again out in the woods like stabs you in the back. The psychopath, you know, coming towards you screaming. Wielding an axe, you get a little head start. So better to come across in a a weird way, a psychopath, and so unless you're like in an alley, a dark alley, then I think that I I would rather come across a sociopath because they're less apt to kill you just for the impulse thrill of it than a psychopath. So really, I guess really number four is just it's better off not running into either, better off staying away from either one. Number five, three of the top careers for sociopaths are civil servant, government employee, you know, which is the same thing, Uh, a police officer. And like a clergyman slash priest. So, you know, as I said earlier, don't trust the fucking man. Trust a creative artist like me. Forget about the media on the fucking sociopath side. Focus on the artist like myself. I consider myself a comedic artist. Trust me. And, you know, just keep listening to Time Suck. And take a second to rate Time Suck on whatever platform you happen to listen to it on. The more ratings it gets, the more people notice it, the more people listen, and the more incentive I have to take all this time it takes to research and deliver episode after episode, which I do enjoy but it just makes me want to do it more if you like it. And if you're new to me as a stand-up, check out one of my five albums on iTunes, Amazon, wherever albums are sold. Listen to it on Spotify. Make a Dan Cummins Pandora Pandora Station. Do that. It's free. Make it. Put in my name in the Pandora search box. Uh, Get all the stand-up you can handle for free. That was annoying. I annoyed myself with that noise. It didn't work out like I I hoped. And if you want to reach uh, me with a question about one of the shows or if you have a comment to add, leave it on my Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, Twatter, squatter, sonograph. I'm just going to start saying random words like, like his sonograph. I haven't heard of that social media thing. It's probably, it's probably a start. It'll be a like sonograph where you just put pictures of fucking unborn babies and compare them and share them and uh, rate them. Uh, or just email me directly at dan at dadcummins.tv. Talk at you next week, probably for a, not quite as long, but who knows? Who knows? You know, uh, I try to keep it tight. But then I just get to yapping, and it gets a little long, sometimes, on Time Suck.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.